0: Welcome to this podcast from Adelaide Place Baptist Church We are a community of disciples, apprentices of Jesus Who live and work in the city of Glasgow And it's our vision to join God in the renewal of all things Our discipleship to Jesus is for all of our lives So as well as listening to this podcast We'd love for you to join us on a Sunday morning Or get involved in one of our missional communities Which are across the city throughout the week our prayer is that you encounter Jesus in some way through this podcast. More information can be found at apbc.net. Amen. It's good to hear stories, isn't it? What God's doing in people's lives and different contexts, different places very different focuses. And, and it was really great yesterday. Some of us were at Canopy, the Baptist Union of Scotland's national gathering of churches. When I say some of us, I mean me and B and Noah and Lydia, our two kids. But if you're hiding from me, sorry if I missed you, but it was, it was really good. There's over 200 people there from different churches um, and really, really encouraging to hear what God is doing around the country in so many different cities and towns and villages um, and hearing both the, the challenges that are still ongoing um, and different challenges coming up, but also the the way that God is transforming real people's lives um, across our nation through churches who are just sticking in a place, who are just being present and serving the local community, being open to how he would lead them. Because when we when we talk about following Jesus and practicing the way of Jesus, we all live that out a little bit differently, don't we? Each one of us here has slightly different experiences each day, maybe different jobs or studies or... Uh, going to school or whatever it is we do, we all live out this following Jesus in a slightly different way. And when we, when we choose to follow him, as we've been talking about, it's a, an invitation, firstly, from God to live the with God life, to be with him, to become like him and to do the things that Jesus did, practicing the way of Jesus. And as we do that, we look a bit more like Jesus. We're formed into his likeness. We look at Jesus. We see things through the way that he sees them. We see how he did things and learn his ways. And we look with Jesus. We begin to see people round about us in the way that God sees them, with the love that he has for them, with the compassion that he shares towards them. And we learn that obedience is missional, that this following Jesus is attractive. When we begin to look a bit more like Jesus, when people see how he is changing our lives, then they're attracted not to us, but to the person of Jesus, of who he is and what he's doing among people that we've just heard from, among people across the country and across the world. As followers of Jesus then, are, are as disciples of him, apprentices, learners at the feet of Jesus, these, some of these rhythms and practices that we've spoken about um, they, they help shape our both our inner space and our outer pace. Our inner space, the, the sort of depths of our soul, who we really are when we're honest, if we dare. And our outer pace, Who, uh, what, what kind of speeds do you live your life at? We thought a few weeks ago of, of the pace of Jesus being the pace of love, that he moves slowly and takes time for people and stops for the outsider. And we also thought, finally, about that living with Jesus and for him is living for the other person. This isn't some kind of self-help program or self-development or personal um, goals, but it's, it's about becoming more like Jesus, that we might serve people round about us and love them the way that he did it. When we look at Jesus, we see that he loved people, that he gave up everything for the sake of the other, and we might love like him. So this morning, we're gathering around communion We're gathering, facing each other, a lot of us. And we're going to just take a few minutes, just briefly think about acknowledging the presence of God among us, acknowledging that Jesus is here with us by his spirit. So let's read from Psalm 139. If you've got a Bible, feel free to look it up or get your phone out or it'll be on the screen as well. Um, We're going to read uh, this. I'm going to read this slowly. And I'd invite you as I read just to imagine yourself praying this throughout the day. Imagine yourself praying these words as you get up in the morning, as you rush to the train for work, as you go and meet a friend for coffee, or as you lie down at the end of a busy day. Imagine yourself praying these words Psalm 139. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, If I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Amen. So we've thought together, not just in the last few months, but over the past few years about practicing the way of Jesus, this invitation and commitment at the same time. And We're being formed each day by things around us, voices, people, what we scroll through and so on. As uh, I quoted Rich Viodas, a pastor in New York the other week. And he says this, just just a little bit of what he says. We need to regularly be called back to the essence of our lives in God. That essence is one of ongoing transformation. That is Christ being formed in us. Christ being formed in us. We've all got different personalities. We've heard already. Some people prefer talking to people all day. Some people really don't. And that's good, that's okay. Okay. We all have, will have developed different patterns, different rhythms, different practices of what it means for us to be with God. Some of those will be new in this season after a difficult two years, after new jobs or new cities or losing people we love. Perhaps we need to think again and, and reassess what, what is it that connects me with God? What are some of the practices and rhythms to build in that help me to connect with God, to acknowledge his presence, to be with him so that we can become like him and do what he did. And uh, one tool that some of you will be familiar with is um, called the examine. It's a really old practice, hundreds of years old, that the church has practiced for years and years. And, And it can really help us to pay attention to that inner space, what's really going on in our souls and the outer pace of our lives as well, to take stock and recognize where we need to rest, slow down listen to people round about us and listen to the still, small voice of God. Um, This practice is just a practice. It's a tool. It's not the vision. If you do this, then it will be helpful. But if you don't do it, then there's other ways to connect with God. It's just a tool, a practice. It's a simple prayer, a way of praying that um, St. Ignatius developed at the start of the 16th century. And it's, its purpose is really nurturing a reflective habit at the end of the day or in the middle of the day, to be constantly attuned to God's presence, to recognize that God is with us always, but we often miss him speaking to us, working through us, working in us and around us. Now, I don't think I'd be telling you something you didn't know if I said that prayer is sometimes hard. I don't think I'm alone in that. And this simple tool like many others, can help ground us and ground prayer in real life, in what's really going on around about us and in our hearts. It helps remind us of our relationship with a God who is really interested in the the nitty-gritty of our life, with the mundane things of our life, who desires to be personally caught up with our day-to-day living and breathing and going about whatever we're doing. It's it's just a technique of prayerful reflection. Reviewing the day and asking God where he was present, where we missed what he was saying to us and praying with hope for tomorrow. So the whole point is simply to look back over the current day, reflecting on the ways in which God was present and it encourages us to pay attention to the promptings of God by his Holy Spirit. It helps us to be honest, to say before God I didn't live like you asked me to live today and to seek again his forgiveness and grace which there is always more of and which he welcomes us back with open arms so we're going to come to sheer communion in just a few minutes but before that I'm going to leave a bit of space for us just to pray to reflect together but in silence so if you're an extrovert that's your warning if you're an introvert your time is coming You might just want to be silent there'll be something on the screen a simple form of the examine to help you we'll put up in just a few minutes Um, but if if, this is a this is not just a new thing this is not a new um pattern it's it's, there's lots of books that you can read about this dallas willard's written a book um called the called hearing god philip yancey's written a book called prayer finding the the heart's true home that you can explore more about this um so what is this practice well firstly it's, it's about acknowledging god's presence It's about reviewing the day in a posture of gratitude, recognizing that however difficult the day has been, there's been little moments of God's provision. There's been things and people that we can be thankful for. It's about recognizing a consolation and a desolation, come back to that in a minute, from each day, and then praying with hope for tomorrow, committing ourselves again to live for Jesus in the day that is to come. Um, like lots of these things, there's lots of slightly different wordings or different versions um, which are really helpful. And I've found that language of consolation and desolation particularly helpful. A consolation being where you, you felt most alive through a day. A time when you felt maybe close to God or you felt at peace or full of his joy um, or just doing what you know you were meant to be doing. Um, and An experience that you know that God is near. Uh, and, and a desolation is kind of the opposite of that. An experience that drains your energy or a time that... That you can feel far from God, even if you know in your head that He is near, that you don't feel His presence, where you maybe feel sad or alone or isolated. And then the tricky thing is about desolation is that you can feel far away from God. And sometimes it's a distressing experience that we feel God is far, but God is still very near. So the gift is praying into that time of feeling far from Him, of feeling alone, of feeling isolated. And asking for God's grace within that experience. And God shows up in both desolations and consolations. He is present always. So, the point of this isn't to find a formula. The thing is, we, we probably know this, but we often forget God doesn't need our best efforts. He isn't impressed by how often we do whatever practice it is or how intensely we concentrate. It's been said before intensity is, is not a fruit of the Spirit. But we do know that God promises to draw near to us when we draw near to him. The image that Jesus gives us is of a son who has run away from what he he knows, run away from his father, turning back towards home, and a father running out to meet him. When we draw near to God, he draws near to us. The Lord loves to meet us wherever you are this morning on your journey with him. However long you've been following him, or maybe you don't even know if you follow Jesus yet, He loves to meet with us where we are. We can't achieve the presence of God. We can't work it up or try really hard. What can often be missing, though, is our awareness of his presence. He's always with us. But we often miss what he is doing and where he's working. So find your own way of recognizing the presence of God. Pause at noon and consider your morning. Stop in the evening and think through the day. Be careful, like any tool, that this doesn't become something that you do out of habit or duty. But think of it as a way to dialogue with God in friendship, in the context of relationship. So let's just take time just now to pause, to maybe reflect on those words from Psalm 139. There'll be a slide on the screen that you can use. This is a simple form of the examine from 24-7 prayer. And it might help you to write it down. You might not want to use this at all, but let's take time to acknowledge the presence of God, to pray thanks with gratitude for what he's done, maybe this morning, maybe over the past 24 hours, to think before God, where have I not lived as you would have me live? Where do I know that I've got it wrong? And just invite and welcome his grace and his forgiveness into that moment and pray for the rest of this day and for tomorrow. And we're gonna, we're gonna do this together. We'll put some music on before we gather around the table, but we're in communion. Let me pray as as we come to pause just now. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence among us. We know that you're with us, but we sometimes forget. We know that we need you, but we still often try to do it ourselves. And so we ask in Jesus' name that you would have your way among us. Please would you do what only you can do, It can't be worked up by human effort. We thank you that you love to meet with your people. And I ask that your peace and your power, your love and your kindness, something of heaven on earth, we would know this morning in this place. Amen. Amen. Let's pause for a few moments and uh, let's pray and reflect together. So we thank you, Lord, for your provision for us and for your presence among us and within us. Would you help us to live more like you each day? Amen. Amen. I'd I'd love to encourage you to share with someone um, either just now or as you take this into the week what God's saying to you, what you're thankful for. Perhaps it's someone in your MC or or someone that you could say, I think God revealed this to me that, that he's prompting me to sort of work on or to, to buy his help to become a better whatever or to do maybe one of the examples there to gossip less. Maybe someone that could just ask you, how's it going? What's God been doing in your life this week? And Maybe that's something to take into your missional communities or friends or family. But as we've, we shared in acknowledging the presence of God among us and giving thanks to him, let's now come to communion where we remember through the physical bread and the physical wine. That Jesus became flesh and blood that he lived and died and rose again so that God may dwell in each one of us the bread is as always gluten-free and the wine is non-alcoholic and uh, just as we've acknowledged the presence of Christ among us let's be present to one another and serve each other communion this morning uh, it might take a bit longer, it'll probably get a bit messy, but that's okay. This is, the, this is the family meal that we gather together, all those who love Jesus and want to live for him. And so we'll serve each other um, as you come up, receive the bread and wine from the person in front of you, and then take the plate of bread and offer it to the person behind you. And just say simply, this is the body of Christ broken for you. And if you know your, their name, then use it. This is the body of Christ broken for you, Emma. And then take the the tray of little cups and say, this is the blood of Christ shed for you. So we'll share together in communion. We gather at this table to celebrate life, the life of God in the world, made flesh and blood in Jesus, embodied in us. We come to remember the body that was broken, the hands that touched the untouchable, healed the hurting and did no violence. The feet that got dusty along city streets and at the lake shore. The arms that welcomed the stranger and embraced the outcast. The legs that entered homes and synagogues and danced at celebrations. The eyes that blazed against injustice, knew how to cry and saw the potential in everyone. The belly that shared the tables with unexpected people and shook with laughter the lips that wove stories and painted pictures of a new community and a better world. This blessed body was broken, abused and rejected and we come to remember for we are called to be the body of Christ. Let's pray together. Oh God, we give thanks for this bread and wine, a timeless reminder of the flesh and blood life of Jesus. Broken, rejected yet unstoppable. In Christ, we see a life that could not be ended by death, a purpose that could not be silenced by the forces of violence and a desire deep within you for the transformation of the world. And so as we eat the the bread and drink the wine, we thank you for the acceptance and tenderness with, with which you have transformed our shame into dignity and loved us into life. We thank you for cherishing the potential in us and for calling us to be partners in your vision for this world. And as we eat the bread and drink the wine, we call on your spirit to come alongside us so that together in the company of your spirit, we may give ourselves afresh to the task of remembering you, of being the body of Christ, of living your life in this world. Amen. Amen. So this broken bread we share is the body of Christ. It's a sign that we live and risk together as the community of Christ. Let all who seek Christ take and eat. And this cup that we drink together is the wine of the kingdom of God, the sign of God's undertaking for the life of the world. Let all who seek Christ take and drink. So let's come as you're ready, there's tables downstairs and upstairs, let's serve each other and take time to receive the body and blood of Christ and acknowledge his presence among us.